How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Regular season is what it is. I think you realize you put it in the books, but, you know, we're here to win win playoff games. Well, welcome back. It is the Bill Michaels Show, and I do want to remind you that I have been uh, instructed, and, and I'm not kidding, I've been instructed that this show is done at the uh, 45 past the hour break. Okay, so we got to get moving here. Um Okay, that there's part of that big announcement coming up to this show in just a little while. All right, let's uh, bring in our green and gold reporter. His name is Mike Clemens, one of the best in the business. Mike, thanks for the time. You just heard from Tom Brady there. Your thoughts? Well, he's taking on uh, the Washington football team, and they've had a tough defense for a couple of years. I mean, even when Jay Gruden was there, they were kind of a tough out when they came into Lambeau Field. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, if Brady uh, wins that game, if these other teams lose, you know, you got Brady and all those 20 years of experience of playing winter football in, in the postseason come to Green Bay. So, you know, what, what Packer fans are looking for is this thing starts off with when you're the number one seed, the Bears are the lowest seed. If they win, they'll come to Green Bay. If the next lowest seed is the Rams. So if the Bears upset the Saints, they'd come to Green Bay. Or... It could be the Rams, the next lowest seed. If they win their game, they would come to Green Bay. If both the Bears and the Rams lose, then the Packers are going to face the winner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Washington football team with Alex Smith. Hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And the way it looks, the, the underdogs are you know, probably going to lose, but you never know in the NFL. Uh, uh, Mike, I... I do want to say that uh, the good news uh, for for many many reasons uh, that fans will be allowed at Lambeau Field and uh, Coach Lafleur talked about that. Yeah, two things we know: um, the predicted forecast now for next. You know, it's been in the mid thirties in was across most of Wisconsin, but next weekend this could dip down to around ten above, twelve above mm. next weekend, just as the Packers would be at home at hosting. The other thing we know. It's last night Mark, Mark Murphy announced they're going to let in 6,000 fans. And these tickets will be sold to the season ticket holders that opted in last August. There's going to be restrictions. You know, you've got to wear a face mask. You might get tested and all that. You've got a, lot, a little extra time. The tickets go on sale on Tuesday, all online. But we just spoke to LaFleur about the announcement that there will be 6,000 fans in Lambeau Field for the divisional playoff game next weekend. We're really excited about that. Um, 
I just think the more I, we're definitely going to feed off that energy. So if anybody's coming to the game, make sure you're nice and loud for us because that that does play an important part of it. Um, obviously, there, there's tough decisions that go into this thing. You know, you, you first and foremost, you want to make sure that you can keep everybody safe and healthy. And uh, that's the most important thing. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that have put a lot of thought into this, you know, a lot of work into making this a safe environment for everybody and you know we're really excited about just opening up to to that many fans yeah and i think a lot of folks are excited about that for for many many reasons a balanced schedule and and mike uh, i have not heard this this clip yet but uh, you know what what does uh, coach lafleur say when they've had a pretty good balanced schedule this year well tim i asked him this morning you know the schedules come out in the spring and i remember mike mccarthy used to say uh, I don't know. You know, there's that one spot where we got like three games in a 10-day period. You know, he kind of publicly complained. But I thought as this as this year has played out, the opener in the dome against the Vikings, uh, and then you know some more road trips. You saw there was going to be a, a bunch more home games toward the end. Thursday night games are tough for any team in the National Football League. But if I remember, the Packers game was a little earlier on Sunday. Then they had the four-hour trip out to San Francisco. Of course. They played a 49ers team that was all beat up, and they got the win finally on that Thursday night. But then you got toward the end of the season, and it's like the last six games, they're at home. You can use the cold to help you out, and the two road trips were to the Dome in Detroit at Ford Field, and then last Sunday in Chicago, and whether that your team is the depth. Short trips, short road trips toward the end, and then you clinch, and you get the bye week, that's a pretty good schedule. So I asked Lafleur when this thing came out last spring, what did he, what did he, what did he think as he was making out his roadmap for 2020? That's not something that I put a whole lot of thought into. It's more or less, you know, because it's out of your control. The only thing you can control is your preparation, uh, how you plan out your calendar with according to what it is is scheduled. And I think every year you look at the schedule and you look at your opponents when it, when it comes out and you're like, Oh man, this is going to be a tough stretch or, or whatever. And sometimes it changes. And so I, you don't want to put too much stock in it. I think it, it is about the mindset of attacking it one game at a time. And just um, because if you look at the entirety and I've said this uh, a lot of times and it, it can be overwhelming. So why not just, Hey, let's take it one game at a time. And that, that is always going to be the mindset, or at least, at least that'll be our approach around here. I don't yeah. foresee that ever changing. Yeah, a little different. Mike Clemens, you are right, uh, our green and gold reporter, a little different than uh, Mike McCarthy was a few years ago. Uh, we have a big announcement coming up on this show uh, at the 45-minute uh, past the hour uh, mark. So uh, stick around for that. They're going to scoop me out of here and make some announcement. Uh, you're going to want to hear this. Mike, pretty impressive uh, football team offensively here uh, in, in the, throughout the season. Just been very, very impressive. And one of the more entertaining parts of it, once you get into that red zone, it's, uh, it even steps up a little bit more. Yeah, they're outstanding in the red zone. And you talk about uh, offensive performance. We, we found out this morning, Associated Press, the all-pro team, you got Aaron Rodgers on there, first team, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, left tackle, and Corey Lindsley. And the Packers are really excited about that because they felt that Corey Lindsley at center got snubbed when it came to the Pro Bowl. 
and also Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander, they're named to the second team. So they got six players named by the writers to the All-Pro team. That also bodes very well for Rodgers at MVP, Tim, because, you know, coming in second there was Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen from Buffalo. But, you know, you're also talking about Aaron Rodgers now and where he's at with this offense and in sync with it and going from the guy who was kind of off schedule and looking for the matchups and holding on the ball for seven seconds to using this LaFleur offense in its second year. And, you know, everybody talks about that ball that he threw to MVS for 72 yards. Well, you know, we've been talking about that since we went to Chico and talked to his coaches at Pleasant Valley High, how the guy just doesn't flinch when the clock is winding down and he sees an opportunity and he takes advantage of it. So I asked him about this. I, I said, you know, on that touchdown pass to Robert Tunyon, you got Lazard going in motion behind you. You got Tunyon making kind of a cross with Devante. Um, you got Mercedes Lewis out there. And somehow he feels, Tim, all three or four of those guys in sync so that when he looks up, he's not necessarily going through progressions. He's just feeling the rhythm of the guys and their misdirections. And I asked him if his touchdown pass to Robert Tunyon against the Bears is a good example how well their red, red zone offense is right now. Yeah, Mike, I mean, that play, there's just so much going on. you got a fly motion that snapped after the normal fly spot. You have that guy going right to the flat, which is an option. You have Big Dog kind of running a real shallow cross uh, as kind of number two in the progression. And then you have a crisscross from Devante and, and Robert. Uh, so as we used to talk about back when I was a young player, uh, you read the mesh of that uh, as kind of three to Bobby or to Devante. Really kind of had both of them, but based on the uh, the protection, um, yeah, I would have had to either float one to Tay or do what I did and kind of move slightly to the right and try and put one right on, uh, on Robert's body. Um, but again, that's a, a play that we've run actually for a touchdown in the past. I hit Robert on that uh, a few weeks ago. A slightly different look, but similar play. And that's the beauty in what we've done is we've just changed the face on so many plays and made things look differently, but still able to run similar concepts out of uh, uh, kind of new formations or guys in different spots. And, and that's, again, what I talked about earlier with the schematics uh, down there inside the inside the 20. I think it's just been really, really sharp. Yeah, it, it is pretty impressive, and, and you're right, Mike, just to, for him to look up with all the moving parts to see that flow. I, I find it interesting that uh, within two years, we already maybe uh, we may have a, a Matt LaFleur coaching tree. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, you know, because Nathaniel Hackett, I mean, there's all this. But you got Aaron Rodgers saying, I love this guy. This guy's, you know, changed things around in Green Bay and his energy. He's been around with a couple other teams, too, the Jaguars. He played. He worked for the Bills for a while. So Nathaniel Hackett, it was about a month ago we first heard that the Falcons had interest, and now they are interviewing uh, coaches, including Nate Hackett, for their head coaching job. And LaFleur thinks that's a good, you know, LaFleur worked there. He thinks Arthur Blank's a great owner. you got Rich McKay as their president. I've been to Flowery Branch a couple of times. Fantastic facility. So... Um, you know, we some of these practices this week or workouts have been closed, and then you, instead of working at the media center, I, you know, I dash home and I can do these Zoom press conferences from home now. Now, my wife, Cindy, was home, you know, with the cold. So Rogers was asked by our guy, Ryan Wood, about, you know, have you talked to Nathaniel Hackett? 
about this Falcons interview? I have talked with him. Uh, I think one of the, I don't know what that was. That was awesome. Though. But I think one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the prereqs to being a good head coach is presence in front of a room. You know, you have to have uh, the kind of innate charisma and ability to uh, captivate your audience. When I got off the Zoom call, <laughs> I told my wife, hey, Aaron Rodgers says hello. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. <laughs> hey, t- today's times, Mike, I mean, we we have to change with them. I that's, know. That's, that's for sure. Uh, whatever happened to the old good old days of a microphone in, in front of the guy. You know? Looking forward to that again. Yeah, no doubt. Mike, excellent job as always. Uh, I always appreciate our time together and look forward to more. Thanks, Tim. Oh, we, do we have another segment with him? Sure, yeah, we can do some more if you like. Okay, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to keep him right here. We do have to break, Mike, sit tight. Our green and gold uh, reporter here, Mike Clemens. Also a big surprise in just a mere minutes. Stick around. And I'm not kidding you. They, they're asking me to leave the studio for this announcement. Apparently uh, something, something's going down. So stick around. Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Hey, Damon, can you just set the record straight on the nickname? I'm sure you've been, you probably answered this question basically everywhere you've been, but I think I read something that has started with the Jets and involved some Rice Krispies, but I want to get the true story behind the nickname. So what is it? Okay, so legend has it. I used to get caught with Rice Krispie treats in my sock for practice. And, uh, you know, the culture staff was, was always seeing me with something to eat in my hands. And that's the nickname Snacks. And I didn't like it at first, but, you know, it grew on me. Once my mom started calling me Snacks, it was, you know, there's nothing I could do about it. Well, there is uh, Snacks Harrison, and, and you, you got the news where the nickname came from. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes for me on the Bill Michaels Friday edition as uh, we have a big announcement, I'm asked to uh, remove myself from the studio and step aside for an announcement. I, I promise you, you're going to want to hear this. It's big. Uh, we have uh, on the Schneider Orange Hotline our green and gold reporter, Mike Clemens, one of the best in the business. And, Mike, you got the story right there, Snacks Harrison and the nickname. Yeah, and, you know, this was floating around in the public a lot that Snacks was on the Green Bay Packers radar screen. Last summer, the Bucks, uh, the Seahawks eventually, uh, the Packers were trying to bring him in. He said that he wanted to just stay home because he wasn't sure about the whole COVID thing. Eventually, he hooked up with the Seahawks, was on their practice squad for about a month to sort of get in shape, played in six games, got about 20 snaps. And then he had this weekend where he was inactive. And, you know, the, Pete Carroll got some of his younger players back from injury back into the fold and onto the active list. And so I thought it was kind of weird because Pete Carroll said on his radio show that Monday before Snacks signed, you know, a week and a half ago, it's been kind of a, a whirlwind, uh, that, well, no, this, this player, 32 years old, came in and said, nah, he didn't want to play anymore. So I asked Snacks about this. I said, that's what Pete Carroll said. Uh, and then turns out he went upstairs and talked to John Schneider man-to-man about what he wanted to do oh well it was a i had a conversation with the general manager it wasn't you know it wasn't anything you know negative um i told him that i just wanted the opportunity to get out there on the field and you know the team was getting healthy 
they got some really good young guys that need the reps. And, um, you know, I just felt like I was making progress week after week, day by day, and I didn't want to delay that progress by not playing. And, you know, I just asked them if, you know, they could they could let me go to find another opportunity to play. Um, but when I spoke to Coach Carroll, I told him that if I couldn't work out the logistics of everything, you know, to I didn't know at the time that the NFL changed the rule on the, you know, team while players going to new teams and having to wait the six days. Um, I wasn't comfortable with leaving my wife at home to, you know, pretty much pack up the house and and um, either stay in Seattle while I wasn't there or try to get here to Green Bay. Um, and if I couldn't work that out, you know, and be comfortable with with moving here and having my family come or you know, be safe there, then I would just have to go home and, you know, to make sure my family was safe and uh, taken care of. But I was able to get everything worked out, and, um, you know, here I am. So, Tim, he's a pro, and I'll tell you, Matt LaFleur said, it's not often you can get a guy like this picked up this late in the year. He got 12 snaps in the game against the Bears after just being in Green Bay, what, three days, four days before. And as he mentioned there, too, some of the COVID things have changed for some of these free agents moving from team to team. They, they, they trust that the testing going on in Seattle is the same in Green Bay. And I thought it was interesting when, you know, he was asked, like, well, you know, don't you expect a bigger role? He says, this is the way my whole career has been. Through the Jets, when I was working with Mike Patton, to the Giants, to the Lions, I'm a 20, 30-snap guy. I'm not a 40 or 50-snap guy. I'm in there as your run stuffer. So if that's what he can do here through the run for Green Bay, that's his role. Yeah, as, as you said, 12 snaps there for the latest Green Bay Packer, Harrison. Uh, final thing here, uh, a lot of Packer fans, uh, as much as they'd like to uh, dedicate their lives to uh, you know Sunday Packer games, this guy's running around in the end zone with a touchdown. There's guys uh, that are like, who are these? What? So you see the back of the jersey and you see Daphne. And... <laughs> And so you wonder, what's, what's this all about? I know a good friend of mine said, who is this Daphne guy? Mike, um, interesting that they not only have these guys, but they involve them. Yeah, it's another one of these pickups. The Gudekins, he picks up you know, in September, puts him on the practice squad. The guy Im- immediately impresses the coaches. And, you know, my old high school coach always said, you know, your team is only as good as your weakest player. And... I'm kind of looking at the back end of this roster because you never know if you have a flurry of injuries at tight end. I mean, they had the one game where Jay Sternberger's out after uh, the Eagles game and out for two and a half weeks, and he's had kind of an injury history. And you're going into the next week with just two tight ends in an offense that uses tight ends to 21 personnel all the time. So uh, this Daphne guy, the next week he comes off the practice squad. They elevate him on Saturday. They put him in the first series. And I asked LaFleur about that right away the, the next day. Like, hey, you know, so tell me about 49, Dominique Daphne. He goes, smart kid, very impressed by him, outstanding, you know. Justin Uten, our uh, tight ends coach, talked about uh, his. So this kid worked really hard. In the, he, he went to a small school in Iowa. His quarterback went to ISU, Indiana State University, talked him into going from there to Indiana. Last year, he's playing fullback, tight end. I think he actually got to carry the ball and rush for 250 yards in his last game in college. Doesn't get drafted. Gets a look by the Colts, released, and he's back in Des Moines and just, you know, working out and waiting for the phone to ring. And after a couple of months, he got bored. He started working at some club in there called 300 in downtown Des Moines, 
hmm. waiting for the phone to ring when the Packers called and uh, giving him notice. And, and so we, we asked him about what he did in that period between the Colts and coming to Green Bay. I worked at 300, which was like a rooftop patio bar. It's in Des Moines. I was just like a bouncer pretty much. Like it, I, I had to do something. Like I was going crazy and I couldn't just the, – the, the routine of waking up, going to lift and going home and eating and like doing nothing for the rest of the day was driving me nuts. So I like I had to do something. So one of my friends from back home was like, yeah, like just come work with us. It was a pretty – like it was an easy job. I just kind of sat there and got paid. I just needed something to break that cycle. So I, I had a job just to just to fill time. And uh, to answer your other question, just texted in our group message, hey, you know, I have a uh, – I'm leaving because the uh, Packers called me. So and he was like, no, I get it. You don't have to come to work tonight. I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. And then I was gone the next day. So, Tim, you and I could have been having a beer in a bar in Des Moines. Meet this kid, <laughs> 6'3", 247. Oh, what do you do? Well, I hope to get in the NFL. I, I got a trial with the Colts. And you're sitting here in a bar in Des Moines with us? Yeah. And like five weeks later, you're looking up and watching Bears-Packers in the prime game, and he's catching a touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. That's the way the league works sometimes. And it's just an amazing story. I'm, I'm so happy for that kid. There's, there's no doubt about it. Well, Mike, pr- appreciate your time as always. And, and, a, and a journey this year that started out with Minnesota, and it may end in Tampa Bay for Mike Clemens, Green and Gold reporter. Hey, appreciate the time, Mike. Goodbye. Sure hope so, Tim. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Yep, there he is, Mike Clemens on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, that's going to have to do it for me, and I'm not kidding. The show's done for me, and you're looking at your watch saying, well, you still got 15 minutes left. it's, it's, It's not the case because I've been asked to step aside here Uh, in all seriousness, that uh, there's an announcement to be made uh, on this very radio show, on this very network throughout the great state of Wisconsin. And uh, I think you're going to like it. It's going to be be interesting, but I think you're going to like that announcement, so stick around for that. Uh, And that's going to do it for us. Sam Schmitz, we're good. All right. Uh, Evan Heffelfinger, uh, thanks for the uh, help today. Yes, that is his real name, Evan Heffelfinger. And you guys uh, have a great weekend. Be safe, everybody. And a big announcement coming next. And I can I do this? Can I can I do this as I, I sign off here? If, if I say uh, what what Bill does on here on January 8th, 2021. I got to do it. See ya! Go. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.